0: Welcome to Roadside, where we talk about the fascinating and sometimes disturbing history behind roadside attractions and unique destinations.
1: Hello. Hello. And welcome to Roadside. I am Abigail.
0: I am Janica.
1: She's also my mother.
0: Yes, I am.
1: And I'm sorry if my voice sounds a little different. Pause. Fucking cars, I swear to God. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna get them. Just revving their engine right past my house. Okay, anyways. I'm sorry if my voice sounds a little funky. I've been sick the cu- past couple of days. Super fun. Love it.
0: Yeah, we're a little behind because, yeah. well, me first, because I had a bit of a anxiety attack and uh, mm. was not having a great day and had been crying a lot on the day that we normally record. And you were? Did, did we talk about this? We haven't talked about it, you and I know.
1: Oh, but. okay. Well, we should.
0: Uh, yeah, off, off here, off, off the air. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will. I will just say this though. It had to do with some things that had happened in my past, mm. and it was kind of coming back to me as like some things were triggering memories and stuff, and I will just say. The company that I work for now versus the company that I worked for before, amazing difference because good, they are just so, so supportive. Good. and That's always good. If anybody is in a toxic environment, I encourage you to leave and find a better place to go. Yes. Do that. Yeah.
1: It will be better for you in the long run.
0: Yeah. But then Abigail got sick, so we're a little behind. But, you know, we have lives and things happen, so there you go. Yeah. It is what it is, guys. Yep. (laughs) So,
1: update me on your life this week, Mother.
0: Well, let's see. I think I can say this because uh, by the time it's revealed, and he doesn't listen anyway, I'm redoing my son's bedroom while he is on spring break.
1: Yes. Very exciting.
0: Yeah. He turned 17 this week and he is on spring break. So I am redoing his bedroom. He's been talking about it for a while. He wanted to get a new bed and get some shelves and things like that to display things. So I'm just kind of getting it done for him while he's gone. And I'm super excited for him to come back and hopefully he likes it and Yes. It's a good surprise. So that's what I've been doing. I think he will like it. I, I think he will too. I think he's going to be excited yeah. that he has so much space to display all of his Legos. <laughs> and he will also have a place to put his shoes because he currently doesn't have anywhere to put his shoes. And he got a lot of shoes. He does. He loves vans. And Same. the way it was set up, because the bed was so big. It could only go in one spot, which meant his desk could go only go in one spot and he could only use half of his closet. So Yeah. It wasn't the best layout. So it was a
1: it was a weird layout for sure.
0: Yeah, and he's been wanting to do it for a while, so I just thought while he's gone for a week, I'm just gonna get it done and surprise him. Yes. I am excited to see his reaction.
1: Me too. I think he'll like it. I think he will too. Yes. Very fun. Uh so what's been going on with you? Oh, you know, just dying.
0: Please don't do that. It's all good.
1: No, not dying. I was just sick. (laughs) No, I was sick. I had to take a couple of days off of work.
0: Which I'm sure stressed you out even more. Oh, yeah.
1: It really did. I hate not not going to work because then I don't make money. Yeah. But thankfully, I was pretty much better within like three or four days. I'm still not like 100% back. I still got a little stuffy nose, but my sore throat's gone. I feel basically back to normal good so that's good that is good and other than that really not a whole lot okay i gotta start packing because i'm moving soon oh yeah and i haven't been doing i have more
0: boxes for you when you when you come in town that would be so wonderful oh a couple exciting pieces of news yes first of all my mom and dad and abigail's grandma and papa got a new doggy They did. And I'm so
1: excited to meet her.
0: Her name is Roxy. We're going to go see her on Sunday.
1: I'm so excited because I knew this was going to (laughs) happen.
0: We all knew it. Me and Jake were talking about it too.
1: I knew it. And I know that grandma has been like, no, you know, we're not going to get another dog. We're already, we're getting older. And, you know, they were moving and everything. And I was like, "Mm, wait until you (laughs) retire. You'll get a dog. You'll get a dog. And what happened? She got a dog. She's retired. Now she got a dog. Exactly. But Roxy's so cute in the picture. I know. She's adorable. And I know how much Papa loved their old dog and how much he misses him. Yes. And they were like best buddies. So I'm really excited to see that relationship form
0: between them. I am too. I am too. So that's exciting for our family. Yes. And then exciting for our listeners... Whoop, whoop. that's you guys this is our 18th episode and we it have is. a surprise for you for our 20th episode so whoop, whoop. stick so around yeah or else or else <laughs> or else you'll miss the surprise
1: yeah duh that's right. what i meant it wasn't a threat <laughs> as far as you know yeah <laughs> Anyway, so yes, I'm very excited about that. I think we are going to have a lot of people that enjoy this.
0: I think so, too. Yes. And I know I'm going to enjoy it. So I'm going to enjoy it as well. It'll be fun. So look forward to that. In the meantime, you can listen to all of our episodes. You can go to our website at roadsidepodcast.com and join our Patreon and help support our show so that we can continue making wonderful yeah. episodes for you. And just, I love our patrons. I do too. And they just help us to get better and do better things. I know. Like and the thing that's episodes. gonna be on the 20th episode.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um you
1: can also go to our TikTok at roadsidepodcast
0: I, we like to post a couple fun videos on there. Yes. Uh, Instagram at Roadside Pod.
1: And our Facebook at Roadside Podcast.
0: And you can email us at roadsidepod at gmail.com. Do that. All of the above. All of the above. Then you will Just be a, an amazing listener.
1: You'll be our most loved.
0: Our number one fan.
1: Our number, we'll send you a hat that says number one fan. <laughs>
0: And now we're going to have to do it. make it for you if, myself. If somebody does all that. Oh, you'll make it?
1: Yes. Um, I'm going to go buy a blank hat from Walmart. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to get a really big Sharpie. <laughs> oh, <God>. and then <laughs> And that is going to be it. It's going to say number one fan, and then we'll sign it for you.
0: I love this. Okay, I'm here yes. for it.
1: Okay, perfect. Perfect. Whoever
0: wants the number one fan, you're going to have to go. It's
1: going to be really low quality, but you're the only one that gets it. So you'll (laughs) feel really special.
0: So you'll have to email us and then you'll need to go to TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and just put like, I'm your number one fan. And then email us that you're our number one fan. And then go to our website and subscribe and let us know that you're our number one fan. Do it. There you go. And you'll get a hat. Get a new hat. That's it. Easy. Super easy
1: in other news yes i know i mentioned this a long time ago because it's been a long time okay i've been making ryan listen to a court of thorns and roses on audible oh yes and and we just finished the first book oh nice what did he think because we like listened to it on like drives and stuff yeah he actually really liked it. Good. I wasn't really expecting him to like it as much as he did, but we like had a an hour long discussion about like the plot and the characters and where he thinks it's going to go. Nice. And so tonight we are starting the second book while we pack. And I am just very excited because the second book is my favorite one.
0: Good. What a good yes. bonding experience.
1: It really is. And um, I have someone to talk to it about, True. talk about it too.
0: You know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean.
1: Um, so if you want to listen to the Court of Thorns and Roses series by
0: Sarah J. Mass, you can get those on Audible. And then you can go to audibletrial.com slash roadside and help support us again. Yes. And if you want to get a free trial, that's how you do it. Yes, you get a free 30-day trial and you'll get thousands of titles to listen to and lots of enjoyment.
1: Yes, and then you can make your boyfriend listen to your favorite (laughs) fairy romance
0: books. Yes, that's a great plan. Yes.
1: I mean, that's what I did, and it worked so well.
0: Good. I'm so glad.
1: Yes. (laughs) So what do you got for us today? So I originally had a completely different episode planned. Okay. And I was literally almost done with those notes. Uh Uh-oh. I just kind of had this, like, epiphany that this place is involved with a very, very recent murder, like, in the last year. Mm. And I don't wanna be disrespectful, yeah, to the victim or the victim's family or those that were involved, so I decided to switch and yeah. do a different episode. I think that was a smart idea, yeah, I still plan to do that episode later on down the line, um, and then there'll be more information about it and everything, but I just don't wanna i don't I don't wanna jump the gun, you know, right. So we're going to well, wait a little bit. Well, we
0: don't want to sensationalize something either, you know. This is the Right, exactly. The history and so it's not something for um yeah, we don't we just don't want to disrespect anybody. Right. And someone
1: was someone was murdered here. So like it's just and you know, it was just so recent. I don't want to yeah. I don't want to push it. I agree. So I will still do that place, but further down the line, maybe in a couple of years. Okay. But for today, we will be talking about ellis island oh that's cool yes very cool and it's not really spooky but it's not really like super light-hearted either no but ellis island it's kind of a, in the middle
0: that's a you know that's a yeah there's kind of i get yeah okay i'm gonna let you yeah. just, i'm gonna let you say it <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so
1: let's get into it okay So Ellis Island, if you don't know, was America's largest and most active immigration station. This is where immigrants arriving to America, this is where they would stop for the first time and where they would get all their paperwork processed and everything like that to get approved to actually enter the United States. Over time, Ellis Island actually processed
0: over 12 million immigrants. Holy shit.
1: I know. I didn't realize the number was that big.
0: I didn't realize it was that much either. Dang.
1: Yeah. But people came to the U.S. from other countries to escape war and famine and political and religious unrest. People from all over the world came to Ellis Island for a chance to better their lives in America. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes it worked. Yeah. Sometimes it didn't. Yeah. But it's actually, it's predicted that up to half of the U.S.'s population today has at least one ancestor that was processed at Ellis Island. Wow. I know, which makes me want to look back and see if we have any ancestors that were at
0: Ellis Island. Now, I don't know where our family came in from. Right. But I do know that their name was changed. Oh. When they came in, which happened a lot. Tell me. So MacIndoller used to be Morgenthaler. Morgenthaler. Yeah, Morgenthaler, and it got changed to MacIndoller.
1: Now where was now where does that originate from? Germany. Germany. Okay. Yeah. Because we don't have any German in our ancestry when we did our like tests and stuff. Well MacIndoller though is But MacIndoller isn't biologically Correct. Our name. True. But I still feel very connected with the MacCandlers. Oh, I love yeah. the Mac
0: and Me too.
1: It actually just I just realized once I started getting into ancestry that both of the last names that I've had, I'm never I'm never going to have a biological last name. True for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Cuz none of my names that I've had were biologically related
0: to me. True. I didn't even think about and that. And that is just so weird to think about. Yeah. I do often think about though that every single woman does not have her own name. Yeah, I know. That's kind of stupid. No, no. no, None of us really would, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yay. <laughs> Anyways, back Anyways, to Ellis Island. Yes. I got distracted. Sorry.
0: No, we never do that.
1: What? <laughs> Before it was colonized, Ellis Island was known as Gull Island or, and I'm very sorry for my pronunciation, Kiosk Island. Kiosk Island. Okay. And it was named that by the Mohegan tribe who lived nearby. I also apologize for that pronunciation if it's wrong. Yeah. Probably is. So that's what it was before the white man came over. And in 1630, the island was acquired by the Dutch, who renamed it Oyster Island because of the abundance of oysters that was there. Hmm. And then it was changed again (laughs) in the 1760s when it became known as Gibbet Island, okay, known for the gibbet trees or gallows trees. Oh. That were used to hang yeah. men accused of piracy. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's so, it, like, from the jump. <laughs> like, there's a lot great of- Great <laughs> history. Correct, yeah. That's fantastic. That's just awesome. <laughs> like, if you look at a map, a picture of Ellis Island today, it's pretty big. But whenever it was founded, quote-unquote, it was only three acres- And today it is 27. Wow, really? Yes, and we will get into that. Okay. So during the time of the Revolutionary War, a man named Samuel Ellis, a merchant from New York, bought the island. And I'm assuming that's when it was named Ellis Island. And he built a tavern on it for the local fishermen. And that's what he did with the island. That was it. He just built a tavern on it. He was like, all right, cool. And then in 1974, Ellis passed away. And in 1808, the state of New York bought the island for $10,000, which today would be $230,000. That doesn't seem like a whole lot for an island. Well, it was very tiny at the time.
0: True, true.
1: So the U.S. War Department later paid the state of New York for the rights to use the island to build military fortifications and store ammunition and all that stuff during the start of the War of 1812. It was also used during the Civil War as a munitions arsenal for the Union Army. But meanwhile, people were really starting to immigrate to the United States in larger and larger numbers. Like I said, famine, war, right. bad shit going on in other countries. People were like, I gotta get out. Yeah. Before as Before Ellis Island, immigration laws and regulations were controlled by the state individually, not by the federal government as a whole. Okay. But once they got Ellis Island and once the numbers of immigrants started coming up, they decided immigration is going to be a federal responsibility instead of being controlled by the states. And after the end of the Civil War, Ellis Island stood empty for a little bit because they already had another immigration station nearby. But that station was kind of falling into disrepair. And then the government decided let's turn Ellis Island into an immigration station. Okay. So $75,000 was appropriated for the construction of the very first federal immigration station ever. Hmm. Which would be on Ellis Island. Today, so I said $75,000. Right. Today, that would be $2.5 Damn. I know. Because this
0: was way back
1: in the day. Yeah. And with this money, they expanded the island. Okay. They built more island. And they built it to be twice the size of what it was. Hmm. Before Ellis Island was even opened, they were already starting to come up with some rules and regulations for immigration, as the United States is known to do. And beginning in 1875, the U.S. absolutely forbid sex workers and criminals from entering the country. Okay. They said, no, you're not allowed. And then also before Ellis Island, in 1882, the Chinese Exclusion Act was passed. Oh. Which is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, they said, I "No, figured. we don't want Chinese people."
0: Got it. No thanks.
1: Pass. Around the same time, they also restricted quote lunatics
0: what? and idiots. <laughs> oh my god!
1: That's yep yeah, that that was in that was in the law. That was in the law.
0: Interesting. The law. And who determines what yeah. a lunatic or idiot looks like?
1: Probably the white man. That's what I would assume. Anyways,
0: probably just gave them the right to randomly select be somebody and just be like, Yeah,
1: I don't like Probably. the looks of
0: you, so mm, no, you can't I don't like come in. This person. We're just gonna call him a lunatic. You're not
1: allowed in my country. Yep. Yeah. The very first federal immigration station, Ellis Island, opened January first, eighteen ninety two, when three large ships waited to land. Mm. And that day seven hundred immigrants passed through Ellis Island and in that year, nearly 450000 followed. Dang. And the very first ever immigrant to be processed and allowed into the United States from Ellis Island was Annie Moore. And she was from County Cork, Ireland. Hmm. On that day, Annie received a greeting from the Ellis Island officials and a $10 gold piece. They were like, you're the first one, here you go. Okay. She had traveled to New York with her two younger brothers on the SS Nevada. Which left Queenstown, Ireland, on December twentieth, nineteen or sorry, eighteen ninety one. They were traveling across the ocean for about eleven days. Wow! And after they had been processed and approved, all three of them were reunited with their parents, who were already in New York. Aww, I know. <laughs> but I, as I was reading Annie's story, I was kind of terrified because this girl's a teenager. Oh. She's a teenager, and she was bringing over her two young brothers. Like, how much responsibility? Oh yeah, I know. Like, her parents came over to like set everything up and right. get a place for them to live and everything. That would just be terrifying, Ugh. even if even if she was like barely a teenager, like nineteen. Right, that's so young. Yeah, it and is. to be taking care of two young brothers at the same time. Yeah. That's a lot. Like, imagine if I had to do that with the boys yeah, when and I was then 19. You're just
0: on a crowded ship for 11 days oh. with all these strangers. Well, we'll get there. We'll okay. Get there.
1: okay. <laughs> so, like I said, more than 12 million immigrants passed through the island for the duration that it was open. But I'm going to go over a little bit of what it looked like for these immigrants to arrive at Ellis Island and be processed and all that. When they arrived on Ellis Island, they were examined for diseases and disabilities and legal things that would disqualify them from entering the United States. For example, they didn't want people who had infectious infectious diseases just running through the U.S. They wanted to make sure that they were treated first. Right. um, Or, you know, just kick them out either way. So the disease that was actually the most problematic was trachoma. I I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't know. Trachoma. T-R-A-C-H-O-M-A. But it was a contagious eye condition. Oh. And in order for the doctors to check you for this, they had to use a button hook uh. to turn each eyelid inside out uh. and check under their uh. eyelids.
0: No. And a
1: lot of people who were processed through Ellis Island remember this being, like, the ter- the most terrifying part.
0: Oh, God.
1: A literal, like, hook. Oh. Yeah.
0: Stop, please.
1: Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I don't like that. And because they were having so many people coming through and so many people they had to check out each day, the doctors began to get really fast. Oh, at
0: no, my poor
1: eyes. Just <laughs> not just at doing that, but at checking out patients in general. Yeah. And some yeah. doctors bragged that they could do six second physicals. Oh, my.
0: There's no way.
1: No way. No way. Just stop. No way.
0: No. You can't even wash your hands properly in six seconds.
1: No, you can't. Exactly. These doctors are full shit. Yes. I mean, so were a lot of doctors back in the day, but, you know.
0: <laughs> We've talked about one of those.
1: We have. Ooh, <laughs> sure have. So, for those who had their paperwork in order, they were in good health and all that, the Ellis Island inspection only took three to five hours. Only? Only three to five hours. Ugh. And imagine you're in this big building just crammed with people. Mm-mm. But for those who were not so lucky, they were detained on the island until they could pass the inspections. Yeah. So for those with diseases, there was later a hospital set up on the island that they could go to and be treated before they were allowed in. For those with like paperwork problems, they would have to be they would have to wait for their paperwork to go through, and if they would just straight up weren't allowed, they were just sent back on the next ship. Hmm. So, the immigrants were also questioned using the ship's manifest log, which I thought was kind of interesting. Okay. These people, before they left their home countries on their boat, they were asked 29 questions before they were allowed on the ship, and those answers to those questions were recorded in the manifest log, and then when they arrived at the U.S., the... Ellis Island officials would get that log and ask these people the same 29 questions just to kind of cross-examine them, hmm. make sure this was the same person. Ah, okay. And make sure they had every, all their ducks in a row, basically. Right. And actually, despite popular belief, Ellis Island actually did employ interpreters for all the major languages to make everything kind of go more smoothly. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: I wondered about that, actually, but. Never really dove into it.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Um, However, not all those who arrived in the U.S. were required to go through these inspections. Oh, okay. For example, first and second class passengers. Oh, of course. Of course not. They were not required to undergo this process at Ellis Island. If you got money, you can do whatever you want. Because if they could afford a first or second class ticket, they were obviously um, well off enough obviously. and it wouldn't become a problem in the
0: United States. Of course not. That's what they thought. Yeah, okay.
1: The journey and arrival was very, very different for third class passengers, or also known as steerage. These people were packed into very overcrowded unsanitary conditions at the very bottom of the ships. Aww. And they were often very seasick oh, God! and just kind of crammed together. Imagine Annie with her two little brothers no. crammed in the bottom of this ship just absolutely packed with people. Ugh. And that's where a lot of the sicknesses came from. That's why so many people were sick when they came to Ellis Island. No kidding, I bet. So, June 15th, uh, 1897... A fire broke loose on the island, in the main building, actually. Uh-oh. And the roof collapsed. Mm. Nobody was killed. Good. But all of the records dating back to 1840 were destroyed.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Yeah. I feel
0: like I should have known that.
1: Yeah. It is, it, a uh, we don't get that information
0: anymore. Well, my, hi- my history teacher was so boring, I wouldn't have paid any attention anyway.
1: Hey, we are way better than history teachers here. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're a history teacher, I love you so much. Not all history teachers. I don't mean to shit on you. I actually did have a couple really good history teachers in high school. Shout out to yeah, you guys. Yes. There are just some history teachers that are boring. Not yeah. all of you guys who love you. Yes. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> so, due to the fire, the immigration station was moved somewhere else for a few years as Ellis Island was being rebuilt. And this time they made it fireproof. Oh, I know. What a thought. What a thought. <laughs> But on December seventeenth, 1900, Ellis Island reopened its doors again, and that day, 2,251 people passed through.
0: Damn. In one day. That's crazy. Like, imagine,
1: like, how smooth of an operation you've got to have going
0: there yeah. to get
1: all of those people checked out.
0: Yeah. That's like how many people were in my high school.
1: It, yeah. Uh, and I'm just trying yeah. to
0: think, all of these people in one day have to go through all of this paperwork and stuff wow i know
1: that's a lot they had a lot of employees on ellis island yeah
0: i would think so
1: so later on two new islands were actually created like right next to ellis island for additional space island two housed the hospital administration and the psychiatric ward and Island 3 held the Contagious Disease Ward, where they would send people with contagious disease um, before they were allowed into the United States. By 1906, Ellis Island had become 27 acres. Damn. When it only started with three. Yeah, that's... Which I think is just wild. That is. Like, how do you build an island? Right. Like, in in the ocean? What? That's just, yeah, that's crazy. In 1903, anarchists were officially prohibited from the United States. Wait, what? Fun little tidbit. In 1903, anarchists were officially prohibited. Okay. From the United States. Just for funsies. (laughs) For funsies. (laughs) Just for funsies. They were like, "Mm, no thanks. (sighs) On April 17th, 1907, they had an all-time high of immigrants that were received. And that number was 11,747.
0: Damn. I know.
1: That's insane.
0: That is craziness. And
1: 1907 was also their busiest year. And just in that year alone, it was 1.25 million immigrants processed. Jeez. The federal law then passed this bill that prohibited people with physical and mental disabilities. Not allowed. What? Oh, oh no. Just wait. Okay. They also prohibited children that didn't arrive with adults.
0: Okay. So they
1: were like, oh, you're an orphan? That sucks. Just get back on the Turn your boat ass and- around and go back. Yeah. Okay. I love this country. <laughs> Anyways. So World War One begins in 1914, and the number of immigrants coming through Ellis Island declines by a lot. Hmm. When the U.S. joins the war anti-immigrant beliefs increase. So people are very much against immigration at this point. They don't want anybody else because of the war going on. And actually Ellis Island became an army hospital for a little bit. Oh. During the war, like a makeshift station to treat sick and wounded military. But after the war was over, it obviously went back to being an immigration station. And this was when a literacy test was integrated. Okay. Anyone over the age of 16 who couldn't read 30 to 40 words in their native language were not admitted into the United States. In their native language? Yes. Huh. Okay. So if they couldn't read, they right. were like, no. Right. Sorry. You didn't learn how to read. That sucks. So that's super fun, too. Um, at this point, all Asian immigrants are banned. What? Not allowed. <sighs> And I don't know, why Why single out just the Asians? You're right. already clearly racist, Turk. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> why, what are you doing? Anyways. And in 1921, President Warren G. Harding passed the Emergency Quota Act, which stated that the annual immigration from any country cannot exceed 3% of the total number of U.S. immigrants in that same country. So what that means... Is that if the number of immigrants coming in from a certain country, let's say Germany, right? If that number of people that come in during that year exceeds the amount of German immigrants that are already in the country, they have to stop at three uh, percent. Okay, makes sense. Not really, but no. Me neither, I mean, yes but...
0: the the equation makes sense. The reasoning, right? Yeah, I don't get it either. I would need more details on that.
1: Yeah. The Immigration Act of 1924 went even further with the restrictions, um, including an annual limit of 1,000- or 165,000 immigrants from outside the Western Hemisphere. So only 165,000 immigrants from outside the Western Hemisphere were allowed
0: in. Okay. Because they're not white. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Sorry. This is for getting me all riled up. Well, I would assume some of this may have also had to do with government funding. True. And how many people they are trying to support. True. Now, like in the in the limit number of people overall, not in like a specific race. Right. I get it for for the economic reason as far as number of people.
1: Right. I understand that. Especially if you're, like, in the middle of a war, too.
0: Yeah. But when you specifically say, oh, only Asians aren't allowed.
1: Exactly. What the fuck? Come on.
0: Come on, America. What are we doing? Right.
1: So the government website that I did some research on likes to boast that only 2% of those who arrived at Ellis Island were turned away. Only 2% of 12 million people is 240,000 people that they turned away.
0: That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people, guys. But do you really think it's only 2%? 20%.
1: No.
0: I don't. Cuz I feel like a lot of them wouldn't even be necessarily be documented. Mhm. Like just strictly like you're just not allowed here. No. Right. Just by looking at them. Like if someone them. shows
1: up, if someone shows up with no documentation, right. There will be no documentation of turning them away.
0: Or they show up and they're 10 years old and they don't have an adult and they're just like, no, go. They just don't even yeah, exactly, acknowledge them.
1: Right. Eventually, the use of Ellis Island started to kind of decline with the establishing of U.S. embassies kind of just started to make it easier to process people coming into the United States. There was more points of entry for immigrants So, the use for Ellis Island was kind of starting to decline, and after 1924, the only people brought to Ellis Island were people who had problems with their paperwork or war refugees. Okay. And by the Great Depression, once that had really taken hold of the country, a lot more people, actually, in 1932, more people left the country than entered it. (laughs) Wow. Which I thought was really interesting, and I want to know the numbers now. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways.
0: And and I will say, like, I don't know, like, you're teaching me stuff right now, obviously, as I always learn things from you when we're doing this. But, you know, the reasoning behind turning people away and all of that, like, some of that that I'm just saying is pure speculation because I didn't study this. But
1: <laughs> right,
0: my assumption would be that it was... Financial. I just wanted to clarify that because I felt like I just kind of was like, "This is why." When that—that's, I don't, I no, don't know. No, I
1: understood what you meant. Okay,
0: I understood <laughs> what you meant. Um, I mean,
1: I'm sure there was a lot of reasons why they would have turned people away.
0: Yeah, and it, and again, speculation that there was people that got turned away without recording it because I just would right. assume that some people, because of their the laws and the rules that they put in place, that some of that I could see getting passed like, just passed over, especially when you've got doctors giving six-second exams. Oh, oh, yeah. And you're passing this many people through so fast, I feel like there would definitely be something overlooked.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure there was quite a few things that were overlooked. Yeah. Anyway. But now we're going to kind of get into the after of Ellis Island. Okay. That was kind of during the immigration times. Now we're kind of getting out of it. So, by 1949, the U.S. Coast Guard had basically taken over most of Ellis Island, using it for office space and storage space, basically. Okay. In 1950, the Internal Security Act of 1950 excluded immigrants with previous connections from con- from communist organizations. So, if you were any part of a communist organization, not allowed. Okay. And I'm just kind of going in... Uh, In chronological order with all of the uh, immigration laws and everything. Okay. So, all of the buildings on Ellis Island were officially closed November 1954 after releasing the very last detainee, who was a Norwegian merchant named Arnie Peterson. Okay. And I think he was allowed into the United States. In 1965, President Lyndon B. Johnson issued a proclamation that Ellis Island would now fall under the jurisdiction of the National Park Service Hmm. and would be a part of the Statue of Liberty National Monument, which I do definitely want to cover the Statue of Liberty at some point. I think that would be a good episode. Yeah. He also signed the Immigration and Naturalization Act of 1965, which abolished the problematic quota system that was um, in place before. Okay and allowed people from third world countries to enter the United States, and finally allowed people from Asian descent into the United States. Finally. In 1965. (sighs) I know. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Isn't that wild? Isn't that just wild? Yes. And then Ellis Island officially opened to the public for tours and such in 1976. Eventually, restoration of Ellis Island began, and... Once all the restoration was done, it was reopened to the public, along with some new buildings and the Ellis Island Museum. And they actually, they redid everything to look exactly like it would have been in its glory days, basically. Oh, okay. And on Ellis Island, they now have the American Family Immigration History Center, which opened in 2001, which is actually super interesting. Sounds like it. This center allows any visitor to search through millions of immigrant arrival records Aww. to find their ancestors.
0: All but the ones that burned. Yeah, 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 of course.
1: <laughs> but it shows like what boat they arrived on, where they came from, their name and everything. I just think that's super interesting. That is. I would love to look at
0: that someday. Yeah, that's really cool.
1: There is not a whole lot left, but I do have a part where we talk about famous people oh. on Nellis Island. Okay. Super fun. Yeah. So there was quite a few famous people who passed through Ellis Island, and some actually left their original names behind, as a lot of people did yeah. on Ellis Island. For example, a man named Israel Bylin arrived in 1893, oh. and when he left, his name was Irvin Berlin. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So his original name was Israel Bailin.
0: Hmm. I want to see if I can guess one.
1: We have a famous Hollywood actress... Okay. And when she arrived, her name was Lily Chowcoin.
0: Okay. You're not going to guess this one. No.
1: <laughs> this was Claudette Colbert. I don't even know who that is. I don't either. <laughs> but she was on the list, okay? okay? Those were the only two that I had that changed their name. Okay. Um, I couldn't find any others who changed their names, but other famous people who arrived through Ellis Island included Carl Jung, Sigmund Freud, mm. and Charlie Chaplin. Oh, Cool. I feel like we, like Charlie Chaplin pops up in our episodes frequently. Does he? Like at least three or four times in our episodes. He has? Yes. What else was he in? I think we talked about him on, was it the St. Mary, the boat? Oh, Queen Mary? The Queen Mary, you're right. He may have- he And may then have I swear there. we talked about him in a different one as well. I don't know. I just feel like he's so obscure to have talked about like three or four times. Yeah. You know? I don't know. So, But yes, Charlie Chaplin arrived- through Ellis Island. Cool. And like I said before, I didn't find a lot of information about, like, spooky activity on Ellis Island, but there's gotta be some. <laughs> there's no way there's not. You're gonna
0: have to go and discover it.
1: I will. Okay. But I, I looked up, I was, I was Googling, basically, Ellis Island hauntings, and yeah. I couldn't find anything. And I was really surprised. Because, I mean, think of all the people who probably died
0: on that island with the infectious diseases they got from the ships yeah i was actually wondering that too and the people that may have died on the ship right because if you're in those conditions and the on the third level and you're crammed in there and somebody's sick i'm just wondering if anybody died during the journey which is right. really I sad that as well. i mean all of it it would be it would be sad wherever but right but that was a thought that when you were talking about that i
1: also wonder if anybody haunts ellis island that was turned away oh because if i was turned away from ellis island i would for sure go back there and haunt those people (laughs) i would for sure i would ruin their day every day every day so i want to (laughs) look every day so I want to look a little bit more into that. Um, okay. But I really couldn't find anything and I was so surprised because there's definitely gotta be some
0: ghosties there. You were you were a little disappointed too, weren't you? I was. <laughs> you I, knew. The stories. I know.
1: I wanted I wanted to hear about like like some old ghost lady like getting her revenge, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. <sighs> That's funny. I can make it up in my head. Okay. You I'm sure do there that. is a ghost lady out there somewhere who got her revenge on Alice Island.
0: Maybe she's just haunting them at their house instead. Maybe. You never know. As
1: long as she gets her revenge. That's right. Good
0: for her. Good for her. Yes. All right. That is it, actually. Well, I thought that was pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, I thought
1: it was really interesting. And I found some very cool photos that I will post when we do our Instagram and TikTok posts. Yeah, that'd be great. Because there was a lot of really cool pictures of the people who arrived on Ellis Island. Cool. Yeah.
0: Exciting. So that's what we got. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Anything else to add? No, I have nothing to add except that was episode 18. And, you know, you got two more episodes until you get your little surprise, oh, yeah. listeners. Whoop, whoop, you're welcome. And don't forget to get your, your hat, you know, follow all yes, of the stuff hat. we said at the beginning because I don't remember I what it said. I <laughs> promise.
1: I promise. I will make it the best Sharpie drawn hat that I've ever done. <laughs> For our number one fan. It will also be the only one that I've ever done. And will ever do again. You're welcome. (laughs) It's an Abigail original. One of a kind. Love it. Anyways, (sighs) well, keep finding the thrill in the mysterious, and we will talk to
0: you soon. Thanks for listening. We love you all. Thanks, guys. I love you. Bye.